Hello and welcome to the Brickhead Blitz, the show where we, we, we're in week one, I'm happy, the world seems right, you know, I'm pretty sure that um, it's just a good time to be alive right now. Uh, week one's done, we're now on to week two. I am your host as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is my man, Smith, which is a... a DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Um, so we are obviously into week two, as I said. We've done one week of predictions. We are two each, so we're quite good on that. Um, but yeah, week two. Bit of an upset in week one, bit of a bit to talk about and divulge as we get the teams um, that either played really well or really badly going forward. The first game is uh, obviously the Thursday night game. We are Minnesota Vikings at Philadelphia Eagles. Both teams could have stand, uh, could have stood to perform a little bit better in week one. Uh, Vikings lost to that Buccaneers team led by Baker Mayfield, not looking exactly coherent. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagles were kind of muted by that uh, New England Patriots defense. Um, how do you think the teams are going to react to those and what do you expect to see in, in week two? Um, so I'm not sure what I'm expecting to see, but... Um like you, you are right. Both teams were pretty lackluster in week one. I feel like the Eagles are the ones that have the most to prove, though. Obviously, you know, yeah, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They went all the way to the Super Bowl. Yep. Had a yep. really great year. Definitely could have like set records in the Super Bowl. Definitely could have won if it weren't for a few small things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they they've got the most to prove. They, I don't know what it was last week, but they just couldn't find any space yeah. to connect anything offensively. Um, and even, like, space for Justin Hurts to scramble mm-hmm. and es- Who's escape. Justin Hurts? Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm tired. No way. Uh, what? Jalen Hurts. I agree with you. I agree with you. There, there's, there needs to be a bit more cohesion. My main concern... Um, well, not concern as a Packers fan... But if you're a Vikings fan or a fan of anybody, um, you know, or you have like Justin Jefferson on your uh, on your fantasy team, not naming any names, but it's definitely me. Um, my main concern is the fact that Kirk Cousins apparently threw for three and a half times an NFL regulation field, but only scored two touchdowns like I think there's there's something that needs to happen there with either the run game or actually just finishing off drives with proper points um they only put up 17 points last week so that's going and I say this is one of the you know the the leading offenses last year um especially going into the latter weeks um I say I just think they need to 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 be to learn to finish off those drives yeah, yeah, I can I completely uh, understand that. Like we said, we we discussed in the review episode that Jefferson's connection, you know, was cut off quite a bit, yeah. but they managed to get a few uh, off to. Is it Addison? Yeah, yeah, Addison, the rookie. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's just about building that. Yeah, 
that that connection back up really. If they can't, they have to rely on Kirk Cousins' skill set, which yeah is mediocre at best. Like it is pretty much dead on average. Yeah, and then like we discussed in that episode as well, they have no run game anymore. No. So, like, they need those connections, otherwise they are just going to flop all year. That's it, that's it. Um, and they don't have a defence to fall back on either. No, no, not in the slightest, no. Um, this this is the thing, I completely agree with you. And, you know, when, when we're talking about the Vikings, you can't help but think about their, their kind of dominance in, in the season last year, where if you tried to stop their run game, they were able to throw it to the likes of, you know, TJ Hawkinson, obviously Justin Jefferson, um, and Adam Thielen. Um, But they've let those, you know, they've let Adam Thielen go. um, And then when you try to adjust to stopping the the pass game, Dalvin Cook and Madison just ran all over you. So there was a, a, a lot of adjustments needed to actually try and contain... Um, the Vikings' offense this year, as you said, like they've lost weapons, so they, you know, especially on their run game, so they're just not as big of a threat as they were last year. Um, and you know, vice versa, the Eagles, it just seems to be a lot of rust because they've got, you know, most of those big names back. Um, it just seems to be there's something not quite working there. There's a bit of rust. There's a bit of lack of cohesion. But out of these two teams, uh, you know, I don't know if you'll agree with me. Um, I believe that the Eagles would actually be able to get to a high standard of play faster than the Vikings. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They they have too many on their team who played amazing last year who yeah. have stayed or re-signed. Yeah. Or and then I don't think they've picked up too many people, but uh, I know there, there's maybe one or two that they lost, and they've managed to fill those yeah. gaps. Yeah. So yeah, they will be say like if if there was a, a build up period, so like let's use Derek Henderson last year, his yeah. build up period was like was it six games ish, something like that. Yeah. I would put the like the Eagles uh, organization in maybe the three week, four week range maximum. Yeah. With who they have, whereas the Vikings could take all the way up to like week eleven. Yeah, yeah. Because like they, if they can only rely on one thing, which is a Jefferson connection, or basically rely on um, cousins as a whole, they're gonna have to like start from the ground up again. Yeah, because they have no. No run game to you, like you said. It when p- defenses concentrate so much on the pass, then you go to the run game and y- you get uh, a few yards here and there that just keeps getting your first downs consistently. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't you, you know, just not that that great. Yeah, yeah, I agree so with you. Um, they will have to start and they basically just make a whole new fucking playbook, and that can take forever. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just quickly um, talking about you know the next few games. Um, obviously, we're not going to try and do this for every single game and every single team, but I just wanted to kind of reflect on these two just a quick bit longer. The Eagles game after this, win or lose, obviously it doesn't change the schedule, is the Buccaneers, then the Commanders. Those are two incredibly winnable games. Yeah. The Vikings, however, have the Chargers... Panthers and then the Chiefs so that's a really tough 
schedule to go to with really, in my head, the Panthers only being the should-win game um, mm-hmm. and going from there. So if anything, the Eagles have got the easier schedule. I mean, I say after after the, the Commanders, the Eagles go to, uh, have the Rams and the Jets. So given... So the- the only thing I'll say is we say that they have the easiest thing in yeah. the next few weeks. The commanders are the one that stopped the Eagles winning streak last year. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I think, you know, as as much as that was a bad team last year, I haven't seen anything that tells me they've improved. I think they've actually got worse as a team. So I get what you're saying that, you know, the commanders are a dummy team for some people. Um, I just don't I say like it on paper on paper, the Eagles have a bigger, a better strength of schedule um, and, you know, have that time to build up where I think the, the Vikings, if they're going to be good this year, they need to be good in this game. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, though, I think the, the biggest or the most interesting and possibly the most exciting part of this game will be the receivers themselves. Yeah. So, obviously, like, that competition of... Justin Jefferson against AJ Brown, even Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. They're just they they are they are ballers. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know Addison will be thrown in there as well. It'd be a little competition, like who can get the most rece- uh, receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. I say I reckon this could be a very, very fun game to watch, yeah. um, and go from there. All right. Unless you got anything more to say, I think we'll move on. Moving on to the first game of the early window on Sunday, uh, we are going to talk about the uh, Green Bay Packers as they travel to the Atlanta Falcons to take on Desmond Ridder and co. Um, both teams won in week one. Um, you know, the, the 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 Bears came back against the uh, against Packers in in garbage time almost, but that that. Falcons game was kind of tough to 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 go for. Um, uh, you know, I say the, the, I say tough to go for. It was, it finished twenty four ten. I don't know what game I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, like we're we're talking about two franchises almost on the kind of cusp of a a rebuild sort of going forward. Um, that run game for the Falcons. How do you see that going against the defense? Of the Packers, um, see, I'm, I'm never too sure about like how the Packers are. If they're better at defending the pass or better at defending the run, mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of equal at both, rather than like one stands out more than yeah. the other. Um, but I, I think it's going to be one of them that obviously the Falcons run heavy team. That's what they'll be concentrating on, or have been concentrating on all week in practice, yeah. and. It will be heavy uh, stopping the run defense. I don't think they'll struggle, but because of the Falcons' like three main runners, so Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, and Cordell Patterson, who is mm-hmm. back in this game, I don't know how much he'll play because uh, I think he had a knee or something injury yeah. that or thigh, I think it was. That's why he didn't play in the first one. I don't know how much he'll play, but if they you know keep the rotations fresh like you guys do with. Your running backs, I think it'll be a, at least a three-yard gain, three-yard gain, first down, three-yard gain, three-yard that type of game. Yeah. Um, they're not breaking holes and doing full sprints to the field, but it's just slow-paced. Um, yeah. 
get in there type thing. And uh, yeah, like, like you were saying before, I see both of these teams are quite similar with their, if you look at their depth chart, a lot, especially offense-wise, a lot of their players are uh, young guys, uh, either in their, I'd say like third year or less, mm-hmm. at the very least. Yeah, yeah, I'd say we got one of the youngest squads, um, and i say it's, 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 I think, if I remember rightly, around about 40-odd are under the age of 23, uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, so, where do you see the big kind of uh, holes in the Packers' offense or defense um, compared to, say, what you think the Falcons are going to come out and do? So, the thing is, like, it's a good joke. This one isn't a prediction once the game, so we don't have to go down that road, luckily. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure if we did, we'd both just stick with our teams and that would be the end of it for that reason. Yeah, probably. Um, obviously, the biggest struggle really is, is Ritter really that guy for yeah. getting the ball out um, to like London and Pitts um, and then the, the few rookies or uh, people that are brought in? I don't know if he's that guy because he's quite a... Would you say like C-grade Jalen Hurts? <laughs> <laughs> Not B grade, C grade. I that, that you know you raised an interesting question. I don't know what type of quarterback we are seeing in Desmond Ridder. Um, you know, you look at his his week one stats: eighty three point three percent completion. So I think it was fifteen out of eighteen for one hundred and fifteen yards and a touchdown. But, you know, your main receivers, Drake London, Carl Pitts, aren't getting a lot of love. So I don't know where, where, you know, where, where his upside is as quarterback. Yeah. The, the thing is as well, that it's a, it is a passing touchdown, okay? But it was to Ridder as like a... Uh, I forgot what screen like a screen to be John type a screen pass, yeah. Yeah. So like I wouldn't technically call that under his ability. No. That was more like if you could toss the ball rather than throw it properly. Yeah, absolutely. It would be like a designed running back run type thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's very hard to place where his skill set is. I know he's quite decent at scram- scrambling out. But even then, I don't think he's got the ability to avoid tackles that much that he can get a first down on his own, yeah. even 50% of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, like you said, there, there are young, talented guys in the receiving core, but they can't be used. The only way to use them really is for blockers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, that's where I see the biggest struggle, really, for the Falcons' offense. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. But... Yeah, the the hopefully the run game just keep it fresh all the time. That'll keep everything sorted. Um, I know you guys do that very very well, and I do think yeah okay. You guys have the better side of Jordan Love will actually throw. He has people that he can connect to. Yeah, but I'm also thinking of like some of our guys in the backfield, like AJ Terrell and now Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates got two fucking interceptions. Yeah. Pretty much the same throw every time, so he's clearly quite aware of what people use uh, as an offensive like formation. 
He's like, okay, and I'm pretty sure the ball's going to go one of these few ways. Yeah. And it's quite good that way. Um, yeah. So it's just things like that that I'm a bit unsure about. And then, obviously, your rushes, um, it was mainly Jones who got all the you know, breakaways yeah. and everything in week one where A.J. Dillon only got a few yards, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, Dillon is one of the... I, I, I say... We would we recorded the uh, the unpacked uh, yesterday, and I was talking about Dylan and his lack of production, and uh, Murph, I think it was Murph, actually said, "You know what? Looking at Dylan's runs, it was actually our centre Myers that failed to get the correct block that led right. to Dylan not doing well." So then I'm led to, you know, kind of think, all right, okay, so our, you know, thunder and lightning uh, tandem on on, uh, rushing was being hindered by blocking, not by Dylan's actual ability. So, you know, we're kind of looking at that and going from there. Um, So I say, I think, you know, Jones got out with a hamstring, uh, don't know whether he will be out for this weekend. He's questionable at the moment. Um, but if he comes back, you know, we've got the Thunder and Lightning duo. I think we'll see a lot more of Dylan this week um, and a lot more actual positive yardage. If not, we'll be kind of bringing in our uh, our third string rusher and going from there. But I can, can, I can see... A few different ways this goes. Um, you said it's not a prediction game, but in my head, the Packers win this. How about yourself? I mean, I'm thinking it leans that way because there's, like, I'm not thinking there's more positives. I'm more thinking there's less negatives mm-hmm. or less uh, un- things to be unsure about. I yeah. think. Yeah, completely um, fair. Because yeah, I think whereas you know both teams have kind of this same amount of people to give the ball to for running or give the ball to in the passing game. Yeah. Your guys in the passing game are actually being used. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, and yeah. I definitely think our defence is going to be tailored towards stopping the run um, and making sure that Ridder doesn't get a lot of time when he's throwing. So mm-hmm. I can see it. I say, it's one of those where... It's, it goes it's one of good... two ways in my head for for me. It's either Aaron Jones comes back and we win by a lot, or Aaron Jones doesn't play and we win by a tight margin. Yeah. Do you um, do you see a good game for Van Ness? I do see a good game for Van Ness. I do. I think um, I think him, Rash, and Gary are gonna have like a good tandem together because I think Rash and Gary's gonna have a higher snap count this week because he was on he's on snap count at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's going to be more involved in the game, and he was an absolute wrecking ball last week when he played. Uh, completely disrupted Justin Fields. Um, so if he's on a higher snap count, he's going to be a wrecking ball and absolutely, uh, you know, dominate Ridder. And then when he's being double covered, that leaves Van Ness to come through. But also you got you know the guys like Kenny Clark, Enigbari can come through. Uh, Preston Smith is going to come through. It's, it's going to be, as I say, I think it's going to be a lot of quick throws from the Atlanta Falcons if they do go to that strategy. But I can very much see a very two-dimensional uh, Falcons team. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'd say quickly on the, you know, def- defensive side from your yeah. guys is I'm pretty sure our fucking O-line is better than the Bears' O-line. So maybe that might not allow you as much, you know, uh, creativity and yeah. uh, explosiveness. But, yeah, I, complete, I completely understand where you're coming from and yeah. uh, agree yeah. with that. I but, think um, the yeah. only O-line that's in the game worse than the Bears' O-line might be the Jets' O-line. Really? What about Bengals? Bengals are terrible, but they've been terrible for a long time. You know, so it's like it's half expected and almost baked into the game plan. Yeah. I was going to say Denver as well, but I don't think they're bad. I just think they don't like Russell Wilson, so they allow things yeah. through. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. <laughs> All right. Um... Should we move on? Yep, go for it. Fantastic. We're going to move on as the Las Vegas Raiders go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Vegas are 1-0. Bills are 0-1 in that dramatic game against the Jets, uh, losing in overtime. But saying that, the Vegas Raiders did not play convincingly for me to kind of say that they're going to storm anything that comes at them. Um, you know, well, they won 17-16. The AFC West leaders... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The AFC West, um, you know, leaders are, but, you know, the Lions won in that freak game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then it's the Broncos, and then that Chargers team. You know, um, (laughs) how does, in your head, Jimmy G wrangle this offense, um to a victory or or do you think that the Bills defence is going to show up I'm hoping the Bills defence shows up uh, I think uh, Garoppolo needs to stop re- looking you know like a handsome squidward on that field <laughs> we need to um, get him down a little bit of a peg yeah but um, yeah it's one of them where like if before week one and even, like, they didn't play great week one, but even before week one, I would have been like, yeah, Bills are going to take this easy. But, and it's less about the Raiders, it's more about the whole, like, weirdness of week one. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you, because that Bills team in week one looked worse than some high school football teams. Hmm. And I think as, as well, like, it wasn't always to do with them as a whole being bad, but mm. I don't know if uh, Allen got a bit cocky. <laughs> you know, with with him throwing the balls, he should, probably should never have thrown, and if he would have been you know, playing smart and safe, he wouldn't have thrown. He would have either just completely threw it to the sideline and got rid of it, yeah. or, um, you know, just took it, took it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think he was definitely... I don't think he was getting cocky. I think he was like... You know, with Aaron Rodgers out, we have to win this game to have any respect in our division. So I'm going to put the team on my back and throw it. And uh, Jordan Whitehead, he plays for the Bills, right? Yeah, so he caught that... Oh, no, he plays for the Jets because he's in the green jersey. Um... You know, it's one of those situations, and I just don't get it. I've, I've never. I think this might be one of Josh Allen's worst games. Um, but I say I'm slowly coming around to the point that George Josh Allen might not be as good as I've built him up in my head. 
Um, so we'll just have to see how this team comes out and plays. Um, I think they've got a great squad on paper. And as you say, like going into this, if I hadn't have watched what they done in week one, I would say the Bills win this, you know, yeah. nine times out of ten. Um, but I think that 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 Vegas team has got enough to be challenging. Um, whether their defense can do what the Jets done and just disrupts Josh Allen enough, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking as well after. after um week one and you know how that played out mm-hmm. and the way that like you know one of their big names especially on the d-line is max crossbay he's very good at getting uh around that edge and to the quarterback very quick i don't know i feel like they might you know end up focusing a lot more on just the run game yeah play it safe uh they've got james cook his brother delvin's brother yeah um he can, you know, easily like like we were saying about the Falcons before. If they need to, three four yards every single play, just keep draining the clock. Yeah, that type of game plan. I know it's not flashy and probably not what they want, but it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, this is a tough game to predict. Um, obviously, it's not one of our prediction games, but uh, I think. I think the Bills take it by a field goal. Oh, if anybody would take any game by a field goal, I'm pretty sure it'd be the Raiders. But um, I think, I think, yeah, in my heart, I have hope that the Bills uh, reignite themselves into the team that they were last year yeah. for this game, and uh, they take this W. Yeah, yeah. Fair play, fair play. All right. Moving on to our next game, we're going to talk about the Baltimore Ravens as they go to Cincinnati to take on, uh, I say, they've got the 1 0 Ravens taking on the 0 1 Bengals. Bengals had a shockingly bad week one outing against the Browns. Um, couldn't get anything going on offense. Um, their defense, you know, had more holes in it than I can, you know, ever imagine. Um,. How do you see this game unfolding? Do you think that Bengals are going to come out with a vengeance and go, no, that's that week one team is not the team that we are. Um, you know, this this is going to be us. This is a prove it game. Yeah. So one, yeah, I have no fucking clue what happened in that week one game. I don't know where that came from that they got shut down so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can think of is it's just that their thing that the Browns have this defense against them that just seems to, you know, toss them through a loop. Um, I'm hoping that they go back to, you know, how they were. Whether they'll do it this game or not, I'm not sure. So, one of the things recently, uh, in a, a fantasy thing, yep. I got one of the trades that went through is I traded away Mixon for Jalen okay. Waddle. One of the reasons I did this, even though, like, because there was things about, you know, Bengals didn't do great week one. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, although will do great, has to compete with Tyreek Hill. Yep. But when I was looking at it, especially, like, in the Bengals schedule, I feel like this division is possibly the hardest dif- dif- division defense wise. Okay. Browns, Ravens, Steelers. 
Yep. Bengals, okay defense, but I feel like this is the hardest division uh, defensively. And the Ravens played amazing defensively last week. So I'm quite sceptical that if they are going to come back, it won't be this week. Okay. Yeah, but then again, fair. Ravens don't really have shit on offense. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, how he played last week. I'm not yeah. Yeah. This is what I was going to bring up. You know, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr. in the passing game. But you've got Lamar Jackson, who seems to want to run it more than he wants to even attempt to pass it. Mm. Um, so I don't see the benefit of having those kind of guys in in the in the offense. Now, as I say, Zay Flowers is a rookie pickup. He looked great in that game, uh, in that week one game. I just don't know if he's in the right team. Um, yeah. To actually be a great, you know, name and successful name. But as you say, they won. Yeah, they did. The thing is, as well, this week two coming into it, Bengals were like all their offensive starters were all healthy last week and they shit the bed. Yeah. They're going up against a great defense again this week um, with the Ravens. Ravens, yeah, okay, don't always perform amazingly on offense, especially not last week. Like Lamar, just I, I don't know what he why he just it was like he was playing backyard football, yeah. you know, just yeah. holding the ball, one handed fingertips. Of course, yeah. he's gonna fucking slap out you moron. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, there is safe flowers. Yes, there is Odell Beckham Jr. Jacob Dobbins did go out, but Justice Hill uh, was great at running back. Yeah. Mark Andrews was out last week. He, I'm pretty sure he's back this week, or he's questionable, so could be could change before yeah. the match goes ahead. There's more weapons out there for him to throw to. I'm hoping it will just click in his little head that that you know it's not just Andrews now that I've got to throw to. Yeah, yeah. There are other options. It's not oh Andrews is covered. I can run. It's yeah. Andrews is covered. Okay, let's check option two. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think if that if that clicks, the Ravens could go from, you know, wild card to division winner for me. Um, you know, this this AFC North is a tough division to predict how it's going to go. Um, I initially thought the Steelers were going to have a kind of resurgence this year, but I'm seeing enough from the Ravens that if they can solidify some stuff in week two, yeah, they could win the division for me. Yeah. This is this is the thing as well, like week one, it was um Bengals versus the Browns. Yeah. Browns shot them out defensively. Um who went against the Ravens and So the Ravens played the Indian uh, sorry, the um Houston Texans. Texans. So yeah, defence was great uh, against them. So Ravens' defence is carried over to the Bengals. Browns' defence is carried over to the Steelers. Yeah. It's it's one of them, I think, both Steelers and uh, Bengals, who we think should be the dominant teams, 
are yeah. only struggling because of the defences. Yeah. Not because of the offences putting up too many points. It's because they themselves can't get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, it, it's, it, I say, it's going to be a tough one to predict in my head. But if you had to give me an answer who you think is going to win this, who would you go for? Um, after week one displays, I would probably go with the Ravens for this yeah. one. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, myself, personally, I think the Bengals are going to have a resurgent game. I'm not... Again, I'm not putting any money on it, um, yeah. but I think the Bengals could have a resurgent game and actually take the win in this one and just kind of like upset predictions about them. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, next game. We are going to move on as the Seattle Seahawks 0-1 go to Detroit to take on the 1-0 Lions. Um, over at Ford Field, tough, tough game um, to, to talk about when you're thinking... Geno Smith's slight decline, uh, that defense not holding up, but also that Lions team who just seemed to to put everything on paper um, and actually like go out and beat Kansas City, the reigning Super Bowl champions, um, in quite a big upset. How do you see this one playing out? So I'm going to go straight into um, I'm thinking it's possibly a Lions win okay I would rather the Seahawks win I think I prefer a few players on their team mm-hmm. but they just it's, it's one of them because because the Rams you know won the Super Bowl and had this decline last year I thought oh my god you know Seahawks against Rams week one Easy win for the Seahawks. Yep. But it just didn't happen. I don't know what was up with them. Uh, like you said, defense wasn't, you know, all there. Offense, it seemed to connect, you know, in places. They just couldn't get it down the field every play. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, weird one. I, I, I think just with the way the Lions are playing, they're like storyline of fate will you know give them the win storyline of fate i love that i love that um i can can see where you're coming from um i think the hard runners uh of the lions are gonna cause the seahawks a lot of issues the the thing on offense for me that just isn't enough those lions receivers Mm -hmm. i'm not 100% 100% convinced those Lions receivers are going to help out Jared Goff enough um, to actually, you know, threaten the Seahawks in any kind of, like, dominant victory. I reckon this is could go down to the wire. I reckon this could be a very, very close game. Um, and honestly, I could actually see, you know, run game versus run game. You know, Kenneth Walker um, actually trying to salvage more than he was able to against the Rams. Um, 
I think this defense for the Lion is going to produ produce a different challenge uh, for the Seahawks. Um, not as much of a challenge uh, as the Rams produced uh, in my head. Um, so I could see this being a relatively higher scoring game. Um, mm -hmm. But I think, as I say, the scales tip towards the Lions for me just because they seemed a bit more complete on offense and a little bit more on defense uh, than the Seahawks were. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, especially, like, with, yeah, Amon Ra... Uh, they've got the Porter in there. They've got mm -hmm. uh, Reynolds, and yep. then yeah, like you said, they've got a strong running back core with uh, obviously their pickup of uh, Gibbs, yeah, uh, getting Montgomery from the Bears. Yeah, um, do you think they'll like? Obviously, I know we discussed it, but like, it's only this week, next week, and then the week after, they have uh, is it Williams back? The rookie that they picked last year, but then he's been suspended for betting for three games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jameson Williams. Yeah, do you think that will help them? I can see it. I can absolutely see it. Um, I If if I was the Lions, I wouldn't be planning on it um, because of how things are going. Um, I would be planning on having a complete offense and then hoping to get him in there. Um, but as I say, it, he... This this Lions team, I think the thing is with this Lions team, as I say, we saw on Hard Knocks last year, Dan Campbell knows how to invigorate players, um, and quite honestly, I reckon they'll be going into the locker room of every single game going, this is a winnable game, all we've got to do is do this, this, this and this, and we've won. So I, I reckon they're going to have a solid game plan for this. And Dan Campbell is going to have done everything he can to G these guys up. And I say, I quite honestly could see it, um, you know, going forward into quite a lot of games. Um, obviously, they've got, they, they, they've got the Seahawks. Next week, they've got the Falcons. The week after that, it's the Packers. And as I say, like, quite honestly, I think they'll be going, right, well, the Packers ain't shit, this, that, and the other we can go in and win this. The next game after that is the Panthers. They've got a winnable run, depending on how they, they kind of game plan and manage. Um, I say, for, for for me, the Packers is that the hot, one of the hardest games. Obviously, the Falcons isn't going to be a pushover. The Panthers, they've got to figure out what that kind of Panthers team are. But they've got a winnable run. They could easily see themselves... Four and one, three and two, going into week five, which is a solid record for them, yeah. considering where they were this time last year. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, like you said, his uh, ability to in, inspire people yeah. uh, with his speeches is like I, I know I couldn't do it because the second they <laughs> won that Chiefs game, went back into the locker room, he was like, "Did we think we'd win that game?" And everybody went, "Yeah." My th first insect was going to be he's going to say no and then say it but we proved them wrong yeah he was like no no we knew we could win all along because like, oh yeah. that's that's a positive mindset yeah yeah <laughs> never seen yeah. one of them before <laughs> <laughs> so that's what non-self-deprecation looks like yeah no i agree with you i agree with you and this is this is what i'm saying you know this lions team is going to go into every single game this year with the idea that they think they can win it 
Yeah. And it is going to be really interesting to see. Um, and and I say my point again was meant to be that I don't think the Seahawks are going to have that. The Seahawks aren't haven't got that massive charismatic figure in the locker room um, as as their head coach, and I just I think that could be the advantage in some games, and I think it's going to be the advantage in this game. Alrighty then, are you ready to move on to our next game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. We are going to move on as the Indianapolis Colts, currently at 0-1, take on the also 0-1 Houston Texans. Um, This is going to be, I think this is our first game um, where we have the two rookie quarterbacks drafted this year going against each other. Um, Yeah. Obviously, in week one, we saw more out of Anthony Richardson um, than we did out of CJ Stroud. Um, but I get, I'm not a hundred percent sure what each of these offenses are going to be going for, what their talent is going to be. But I think we've seen enough from Richardson to say that he is currently winning this rookie QB battle with his physicality rather than his quarterback play. Um, is that yeah. the way you see it as well? Yeah, his uh, his physicality gives him the edge over those two um, because they, they could be extremely technical, technically minded and a lot more accurate, but I think the teams that they're playing for, the Panthers and the Texans, yeah. because they're on those teams, that's why it's not working out for them. Yeah. All right, Richardson isn't on the best team either, but... He is able to physically dominate himself if needs be. Yeah. So it gives him that little bit more of edge. A bit like how we, you know, over the past few years we saw Josh Allen. If he can't yep. get the ball off, he, he rushes it. Either yep. uh, hurdles somebody or just runs through them. I feel like that's the type of Anthony Richardson, uh, quarterback, sorry, Anthony Richardson is developing into. Yeah. Um, and I say, we can't forget that he did use his receivers, you know, to a decent just decent effectiveness um his first touchdown in the in his career to michael pittman on a screen game um but you know pittman still got eight receptions for almost 100 yards in the game so it's not like he's scrapping them um and going from there but also i think we've got to think that jonathan taylor is going to play a part in their game plan You'd like to think so, um, even though he really wasn't massively involved. Um, is he out injured? Uh, or is he I'm just not... on hold at the moment? I can't remember now. I'm not sure. I feel I feel like he has got some sort of injury for like six games, they've put as an estimate. Yeah. That's come to the front of my head. Okay, yeah, no, he's... Bollocks, he's... But... He's out at the moment, yeah. Um, so maybe he won't play a part then. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, he'll play a part eventually. Um, but again, 2026 I think it's like... when he's finally got a decent contract. <laughs> <laughs> so when he's considered too old to actually be a, re- a running back, got you. Yeah, um, the Patriots will take him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but other than those names, again, you know, one of which isn't probably going to feature until week four. Um, 
he's got no help on offense. So it's almost like he's the best option in a bad situation. Um, yeah, the only name I can think of is Pittman Jr. And I don't yeah. even think he's like ultimate wide receiver type. No, God no. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, then let's talk about the Texans uh, in a very similar situation. Um, Damian Pierce, not the best running back. 11 carries for uh, 38 yards so far. Um, and realistically, there's not a lot in the receiving game for CJ Stroud to kind of go for either. So we're looking at two teams. You know, the Colts put up 21 points in the first game, um, whereas the Texans were only managed nine. You know, you got Damian Pierce there, Singletary, but no real receivers. Apart yeah, from all... maybe Dalton Schultz, who previously played yeah. on the Cowboys roster. Schultz um, is all I could think of, and then some yeah. rookies that I know of in like Hutchinson and uh, Dell. But yeah. I don't know how heavily featured they are as rookies. Yeah. So this could be one of the most boring games, as the teams try and figure out what their offences are actually going to be for the next year. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for that. Ready? Who am I? Sit. <laughs> I'm having an inside crisis. Ah! <laughs> um. Yeah. I say. For for me, I just I I just don't know if I can call this game. I think because of you know. If it weren't for a few mistakes, I think the yeah. Colts could have taken the first game. Yeah. Weirdly, um, I think they've got the edge on. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think they've got the edge. I think they they. Yeah, it pro- probably will be a very yeah. very boring game, but I think the Colts will take the W from this. Yeah, I can see a lot of field goals. I can see a lot of field goals in this one. Yeah. All right, then we shall move on. As our 0-1 Kansas City Chiefs take on our 1-0 Jacksonville Jaguars. Prediction uh, game. Is a prediction game? Oh, my Lord. Um, fuck, this is going to be a hard one to predict. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and that offense um, didn't look convincing. The run game wasn't there. There's a lot of receivers getting a... Quite a few yards, but like nobody getting more than 50 by the looks of things. Um, still managed to throw two touchdowns, still managed to look decent in that loss against the Lions, but not convincing enough. Now, obviously, we had Travis Kelsey out and Chris Jones out, both are expected to play in this game. How much do you think that takes the pressure off? the Chiefs as they go into this or do you think in fact this actually piles on to them so I think uh, it definitely helps Um, Travis being on the field being that like star name that he is attracts so much attention that that, that's how how the Chiefs have been able to you know be so good like they have players that attract so much attention that the in quotations no names that they have are usually like kept quite open yeah 
And Mahomes is, you know, that good passer. We saw how perfectly he passed to Tony. They just got to make sure they're able to fucking catch yeah. it. Yeah. Close their hands. Yeah. Um, the, you know, they'll they'll do well. And then Chris Jones, I think he's just a beast on defense. And okay. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know they've had a few changes from last year on that D-line, but I, I still think he's, he's, he's great. He's... I think possibly one of, or if not the best defensive line player at this moment in time. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good, good, good player. Good yeah, player. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I will say on the Travis Kelsey thing though, there was a, a report of he's him returning to training, clutching yeah. his knee. Okay. But then he did that thing where he did the like squat and dance move thing where he sort of twerks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all right then. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, then let's move over to the Jags. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in another as a third-year step up, as we've already talked about. Travis Etienne also proving a reliable back for the Jags. Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones proving that they, they can actually be part of a fully functioning offense. And Doug Peterson doing really well as head coach of this Jags team. I think this is a tough game to predict because of the, you know, the rise of the Jags and the potential, you know, Super Bowl hangover that the Chiefs might be facing. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. It's like the the more and more we do this, the more and more I kind of like hate football because the more and more I like. I used to, you know, just like in certain teams and certain players. Now I'm kind of like evenly liking everybody off the cro- across the board, <laughs> and it makes it so hard for me to predict yeah. stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I completely get what you mean. The the Jags have been on this like upward trajectory for quite a while now. Um, I think with the, the Chiefs being back on what we will consider top form. Yeah. They're a powerhouse for yeah. any team and I think that extra pressure on Trevor Lawrence we might see him, you know, dip to where we've seen him in, in previous games in previous years where it, the pass would have been good if it was two inches lower or one inch more to the left. Yeah. Stuff like that where he's extremely good plays, just slightly mismanaged accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah, so, fair enough. As much as I am, you know, growing towards the, you know, the the Jags, uh, I think because they're back on top four, I'll, I'll go with the Chiefs for this one. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm not convinced the Chiefs are back on top form uh, just yet. I, you know, I, I think... To see where they're gonna go, uh, you know, on game day away from home, um, you know, at Duval County, I'm not convinced at the moment they're back on top. I do think there is a game plan that will win them this game. Um, however, contrary to your pick, I am actually gonna say that the Jacksonville Jags win this game. Okay, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I thought I would say in in you know the legacy of this podcast, but I think you know with 
the you know the the, the passable defense they've got, but the Trevor Lawrence to ETN and the Calvin Ridley connection, I think, is going to be uh, a good kind of performance yeah, bar- barometer for them. Yeah, to be fair, that that Kelvin Ridley connection has got me really excited for them yeah. this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and so I think I, they're I think they're going to be a, one of the teams to beat. I don't know how many times I've I've watched that clip, and I just I just keep watching it over and over. Even I yeah. watched it in slow motion. I was like, "How did that happen?" Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, so yeah, as I say, I think I think we see a f- kind of a bit of a shock as the Chiefs fall to zero and two in their division, and the Jags rise to two and zero. I think this is what you know we're going to be talking about next week. Like, how is this happening? Are the Chiefs in panic mode? But yeah, I think I think that's where we go. I think that's where we go. And this is the kind of out there thinking that you guys want on this podcast. And that's we're it. giving it to you. Yeah. You lucky sods. Yeah, not in a sexual way. Okay. I don't know how to unsexualify that comment. Blowjobs. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, we are going to move on from that game then. Uh, just to remind you, Smith has picked the Chiefs to win. I have picked the Jags to win. Uh, we're going to go on to the Chicago Bears, the 0-1 Chicago Bears, as they travel to Tampa Bay to take on a surprisingly 1-0 uh, Buccaneers, uh, led by Baker Mayfield. Um, as you say, the, the, the Bucks. As I said, should I say, uh, the Bucks surprising winners against the Vikings in week one. Um, not an amazing looking offense slash defense combination, but the Bears just don't seem to be able to string anything together at the moment. Their offense is a bit all over the place. Justin Fields not really knowing how to to pass to receivers or, you know, their run game not being as effectively as it, as it could. And on defense, they just didn't seem to be able to put enough pressure on Jordan Love or cover any of the receivers. Now, this you know this could be because the you know the future seventeen and O Packers are going to be an amazing fucking team and nobody can stop them ever. But <laughs> is is it more of the Bears are once again coming into the season overhyped? Um, whereas the Bucks have come in, you know, a little bit more modest about their prospects for the season and are just taking it one game at a time. I feel like the Bears overestimate the season every single year. <laughs> yeah. or at least every year we've been doing it anyway. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Because that's as much as I've watched. And it's, uh, for every bit I've watched, every time the Bears have been like, this is our season, we're going to dominate. Doesn't seem to happen. Um... Yeah, I guess the books have yeah, been more realistic with things and I guess because of that mindset they've possibly changed the way that they play to reflect that. Yeah. Um Yeah, I feel like they're playing a bit not smarter or safer, but like they're making sure there is always somebody for Baker to throw to. Yeah. Yeah. Whether we can connect or not is another thing, but they're 
they're pretty much always trying to make sure that that is a thing. Yeah. Um, and not just like going, oh, he's a you know top rated QB at one time. He'll find somebody no matter what. It's a no. Let's be realistic. We need to make sure certain plays have certain people open all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And then yeah. They actually have a defense that works. So, yes, absolutely. That's that's the next point I was going to come on to. The Bears' defense is shit. <laughs> um, the Bucks' defensive line, especially, is very good. Um, is the defense for the Bucks going to give Baker Mayfield enough time to figure out what his offense, you know, what the the, the Baker Mayfield led offense looks like? Um, and do you think that Baker Mayfield is the right person for the job at the moment? I mean, I don't think Baker Mayfield is ever the right person for the job. <laughs> um, at any team, to be honest. Yeah, point. I don't. Even if he was the Chiefs or the Lions or anything like that, I would not be like, okay, you yeah, you were a better call than who we had. Originally, okay, um, but yeah, the O line, yeah, they're good. I think they're definitely going to give him time to figure things out. They're going to give him gaps to scramble if he needs to, just to get the yards. Because if if some if for any chance all receivers are covered, yeah, I feel like the O line will still be holding that D line, and he'll be okay. Right, well, there's a gap there. How many yards do I need? Three. Okay, uh, one, two. Three, four, got it. Type thing. Okay. Um, yeah, the the old line are gonna protect him and do well for him. It it might kind of cloud how good he is or how bad he is. If you understand what I mean. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I the thing the thing is with Baker Mayfield, he doesn't have a high upside, but. He will literally tear off his own arm to give himself an extra yard of advantage. So I think I think he's a great fit for the Bucks as they try to rebuild after Tom Brady, um, mm-hmm. and potentially you know wait a year or two <coughs> before getting to the next franchise quarterback. Ooh. You just drop a bag of marbles. No, I dropped a pair of scissors. Somehow makes even less sense. Yep. Yep. Have fun figuring that one out. Um, This isn't a prediction game, is it? No. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, my eyes like definitely glazed over for a second, and my brain went, "What game? What are we talking about?" <laughs> the scissors. <laughs> um, Rock's gonna take it. Paper's trash. <laughs> Paper's got a shit record. <laughs> um, I think the the Bucks are gonna take this. Um, don't ask me why. Apart from. Chicago issue. Oh, yeah, I think the the biggest answer to that really is the Bucks have a defense. That's it. Yeah. There you go. There we go. All right, moving on to our next game. We have got the Los Angeles Chargers 0-1 in that massive dramatic game against the Miami Dolphins. 
heading into Tennessee 0-1 in a not-so-great game um, against a team that I am struggling to remember, uh, against the Saints. <laughs> yeah. This, this Titans team, what the fuck are they doing? Uh, they're promising more than they can put out. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so to be fair, the only promise that they can keep on giving is that Derek Henley will be on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And will probably stiff arm somebody into the ground, and then the other promise is, yeah, okay, DeAndre Hopkins will now also be on the field. He will be on the we, field, and then, more than likely overthrown quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what um, I mean. He'll be, be on the field. We won't use him. But he's on the field. I Definitely mean, on the field. Let's, you know, he got seven receptions for 65 yards. He just, you know, got overthrown by Tannehill more often than not. Yeah, well, yeah, Tannehill's just a shit QB. <laughs> the, uh, most of the sporting world would agree with you. Um... So we're talking about a Chargers team that very Lions-esque of last year put up a massive amount of points but still lost. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if they can put up that amount of points this week, they will have easily beat the Tennessee Titans. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I saw a stat where it was in the past three games mm -hmm. the Chargers have put up 90 points or oh, 90 points or more I think it's over 90 points in total okay but lost all three of them and all three of them were losses by three points or less that's insane there was literally a three point loss a two point loss and a one point loss wow 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 that's unlucky that's very that is very 2022 Detroit Lions Wow. Um, I don't think they're going to have that trouble this week. I think as much um, as as much impact as Derek Henry is possible of making, I think the rest of his offense are going to let him down. And that defense, I'm not 100% sure on. Um, I don't know that that defense is actually going to be uh, enough to stop this. Uh, you know, now that Keelan Moore is offensive coordinator... I think this Chargers offense is going to be potentially one of the best in the league. Yeah, yeah I think d definitely for explosiveness as well. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, yeah, a very fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, Justin Herbert threw, got 229 yards and a touchdown. Then you had the running back tandem of Eckler and Kelly... Eckler getting 117 yards, Kelly getting 91 yards. So in total, they went up the pitch on offense roughly four times. Hmm. Yeah, the, the only thing that's a big difference is that I can't remember if he's completely out or just questionable at the moment, that, but there is some up with Eckler. So uh, Josh okay. Kelly will be taking running back one duties for, uh, for this moment in time. Okay. Uh, um, but I, I've just looked it up. He has been downgraded to out for this week. 
Right, okay. Yeah, so he has uh, definitely proved himself in that week yeah. one as a good running back. Absolutely. And an actual running back as well, so you'll enjoy him. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, I won't have to go on and bitch about, uh, you know, the Chargers needing an offense. Um, I really enjoy watching the Chargers. I think they're a fantastic team, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they progress going into another year. But also, I think that Keelan Moore pickup, I've, I know I've spoken about it a lot. I think he's going to be an excellent addition to that Chargers team. And I think, you know, we're currently looking at a potential. I say I know it's week one, so you know we've only had one week. Sorry, um, but I think this Chargers team can go deep into the playoffs if um, you know they get less unlucky, should I say, uh, in in games against like Miami. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Fantastic. All right, ready to move on? Uh, yep. All right, nice one. We are going to move on to our next game, uh, which is going to be our New York Giants uh, that are currently 0-1 in that dramatic shutout, 40 to nothing loss um, to the Dallas Cowboys as they go to an equally unfortunate, I would say, team in the Arizona Cardinals after they lost to the Washington Commanders. Um, Josh Dobbs being uh touted as the week uh, as the starter again um is this going to be kind of some kind of revenge game um for the giants as they uh, actually try and figure out how to put points on the board and go from there yeah i mean is it re- revenge if they're the ones that fucked themselves up um maybe it's a revenge on themselves <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just just one of them. Like, uh, they've they've you know they committed to using Barclay, use him more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're trying to use Danny Danny Dimes. He's yeah, not gonna do it. And like, don't get me wrong, that pick up of Darren Waller. Yeah, absolutely great. Performed great when he actually got the ball. Yeah, but. How much can you rely on Daniel Jones actually getting him the ball? This this is this is what I was gonna say. He is not an amazing thrower of the ball. Um and those receivers are hungry right now. You know, Darren Waller has got something to prove after the after having a great couple of years at the Raiders just to be let go. Um and I reckon that I, Isaiah Hodgins he has more to prove. You know, he, he last week got one reception, but it was for 24 yards. Um, so he's going to go out there and say, look, you know, we've got to try something different here. Um, but I agree with you. I think I think Saquon was dramatically underused or underprotected um, when going into runs. You know, he only ran 12 times for 51 yards. So I think they do need to figure out a way of just actually getting something going on offense. Um, and the thing is, this Cardinals team is a good starting point. You know, they're not an amazing team right now. Um, they're lacking on offense. They're lacking on defense. This could be the start of a good run if the Giants can actually, you know, build, use this as a momentum building game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
definitely. Like, I don't know what... Like, any team going up against the Cardinals this season, like, I'm pretty sure he's going into this going, okay, there's a dub for us that week. Let's yeah. try some things. Let's get this thing right. And then when we're against the proper teams, yeah. we can actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think several several teams would probably be paying Activision to release Call of Duty early. Um, <laughs> well, he's not even on the fucking field because of injury for a few weeks. No, so. no, I know, but he's expected to return, what, week five, I think? Mm. can't remember now. I remember seeing something about him returning week five. But I could be speaking out my ass, so who knows. Um, yeah, I can he see... He might just be re- returning to the facility because like, he's a... Uh... <laughs> internet uh, provider runs out or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I should say uh, this is the first game of our late window um, so yeah this is the 5 past 9 kickoff. Um not that that has any bearing on how we think this game is going to go um, no but if the games at that time are shit it means I can have a nap and might actually watch the 1am game live <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, any predictions on this game? Do you think, or are you just gonna go? They're both shit. I don't really care. They're both. I don't think they're both shit. I definitely think Cardinals are shit. Yeah. I think the Giants did underperform because they have pretty much you know most of the same things that they did last year, and they did great yeah. uh, for a few games. Um, they just need to work things out and like you said this is a great game to work things and you know iron things down um so i i, I do think it's not that i don't care okay i kind of don't care but i think the giants will come out with the, the w on this one yeah all right fair enough it's hard to dispute the cardinals coming up with a dub at all this season i i'm kind of wondering if they'll get a um you know, a no-win season. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so Giants, Cowboys, 49ers, Bengals, Rams, Seahawks, Ravens, Browns, Falcons. The first game I actually reckon they have a chance of winning is the Texans. And that's mm. 19th of November. So, what? 2, 3, 4, Long 5, way 6, off. 7, Good. 8, 9, 10, 11. Week 11. Week eleven is their first winnable-looking game. Mm. Good, good, uh, good amount of time for Stroud to develop. Yeah, true. And then true. just crush them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at their schedule, I don't. Well, I actually no. I, I tell a lie. Week sixteen, they got the Bears. That's you know Christmas Eve against the Bears. That's all, that's an easy win. It's a fucking Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Cardinals have gone one and sixteen. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that that game being too too important in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. A game that I do think is going to be really important though uh, is the one and zero San Francisco 49ers uh, taking on the also one and zero Los Angeles Rams. In our second of the uh, five past nine kickoffs, um, also the second of our prediction games. Oh, crap! <laughs> crap. Um, um, <laughs> that changes the narrative a little bit. Yeah, straight up, I'm gonna like before we decide 
to like say anything. Straight up, I'm going to go 49ers with this one. Yes, the Rams performed a lot better last week. But 49ers performed good to great on offense. And their defense is always just, you know, chef's kiss. Yeah. So, um, I think it'd be hard for this the Rams team who are clearly, you know, trying to get back to a you know good position. Um, not a great team to be against when you're trying to, you know, build yourself back up. If you'd already built yourself a, f- a few weeks ago and then against these, okay, you might stand a bit of a chance. But right now, yeah. I'm not thinking that they're going to do uh, good against these. Okay. It's hard for me to disagree with you, especially when I've just looked it up. Cooper Cup is not expected to return until week five. Um I've said it for a little while that Seahawks defense is not as good as it needs to be. Um, and I agree with you that San Francisco defense is more impressive than a lot of defenses in the league. Uh, the offense is absolutely fucking stacked. I would be an absolute idiot to pick the Rams, unfortunately. Um, so much like last week, the middle prediction, I'm going to pull the bitch card and say the 49ers <laughs> as well. Well, I mean, I would have pulled the bitch card first, but I thought, you know what, if I get in there quick and give you my prediction, then maybe, I'm not the Maybe bitch. you'll reverse psychology me into actually picking the Rams. Okay, I see what you say. Okay, but yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, apart from what, what I've already said, is there anything that you think could change the tide of this game at all? Um, you got the the receivers for Los Angeles. I think those are good receivers um, that could potentially make this a tighter game than probably we're giving it credit for. Um, Cam Akers was not used well enough in that game, and I think he's going to have another poor start because this uh, 49ers defense is probably going to shut the run down pretty easily. Um but as I say, it's Matt Stafford. I think he's a good quarterback for the Rams, and I think he's going to lead them to something good. Um, you know, he's already led them to a Super Bowl in his first season there. Um, but as I say, I just don't know that he's got enough in his his pouch to take on the mighty Brock Purdy. Um, but as I say, you got Christian McCaffrey over there. You got Brandon Nayuk. Uh, Debo Samuels, you've got Chrysler, you've got George Kittle, who didn't have a great game, but is still going to be a dominant tight end in the league. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I say, there's not much we can say other than, A, this is probably going to be one of the best games of the week, but B, I think it's hard, it's hard to justify how the Rams beat the 49ers. Yeah. Unless and, uh... there's some kind of injury. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, reminded me as well that with you saying that this is Stafford versus Purdy, basically, uh, that this is the first time in, I think, NFL history, it said, that a first, or an overall first pick yep. is against a uh, overall last yep. quarterback yep. pick. I read that as well. I read that as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, probably surprising no one uh we have both picked the san francisco 49ers to win this game all righty then 
we are going to move on to the 9.25 kickoffs uh, as the 1-0 New York Jets take on the 1-0 Dallas Cowboys uh, in a great-looking game um, where, on paper for me, the Dallas Cowboys look the stronger team. Zach Wilson is now, you know, the confirmed starter. At the moment, I don't think the Jets have picked up a backup QB yet. So that could be an interesting situation to see how that develops. I expect they'll have one going into it. Um, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, great running back tandem. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, great receiving tandem. But against a very fucking scary Dallas defense. Yeah. D-line that can break down O-lines pretty easily. And like you said, Jets don't have a great O-line. The so, Jets have potentially the worst O-line in the game. Yeah. So uh, even if Zach Wilson had you know, the, the power to get that ball to one of those receivers, a lot less of a chance with these yeah. guys running yeah. in his face. Um, and then, yeah, you've got Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard uh, in tandem, but you've also got Stefan Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs in tandem yeah. in that yeah. backfield defending them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, if, if maybe Aaron Rodgers was playing, I'd think that the Jets might stand a chance. Yeah. But because it's back to Zach Wilson, and I think he may need if. I think this year would have been really good for him behind a veteran QB. Um, I just don't think he has it in him at all. No, unfortunately. No, I agree um, with you. I, the like you said, the the two running backs, uh, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, will be an extremely good relief for him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll be enough. No, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and then that Cowboys offense, Tony Pollard, respectable um, game last week, uh, and the uh, connection between Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, and Cooks is looking good. Not brilliant, but looking good. Um, Just needs to develop a little bit more. I don't think it was challenged a lot by that uh, Giants defense, so we'll see how it goes up against these guys. Um, Brandon Cooks looked quite good as a secondary receiver um, for C.D. Lamb, taking defenders away from him and everything. Yeah. Uh, And... I feel like it's been sorely missed that the Cowboys have like a second, you know, I'd say top tier receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, you know, Tony Pollard taking that, uh, snaps out of the backfield as well, sort of thing. But you got two receptions for twelve yards. Michael Gallup, I think, could be wide receiver two if he um, potentially gets targeted a bit more. As he, I have seen good seasons from him in the past, but I'm just not sure what he's got in the tank anymore. Um, for me, this is a Dallas uh, going two and zero, and it's kind of hard to kind of imagine where uh, the Jets are going to pull the win out from if they are to do it. Um, but as I say, I think as long as this Dallas team plays, you know. Even a quarter as good as they played last week, it will be a Dallas win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel completely the same. All right, all right, all right. Uh, moving on from that, we're going to go to the one and Washington Commanders as they take on 
the 0-1 Denver Broncos. Um, our final prediction game. Our final predict. Oh my god. Oh my god. What? 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 Prediction? Fucking. Oh my god. Okay. I mean, we've, okay. we've tried to spread it out across the teams yeah. as much as possible and tried to make them difficult prediction games. I feel like this is a fucking difficult game a, to predict. It is a difficult. Not because game they're good though. <laughs> Which team is going to be more shit? Um, I'm um, leaning towards uh, that answer being the commanders. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. Um, um, Sam Howell is not a great quarterback in my head. Uh, you know, he threw a decent amount of yards, but touchdown deception. I think he's more of a physical runner than he needs to be. Um, and quite honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure where his support is going to come from. The Broncos, on the other hand, have some great talent on that team. They just haven't got a QB that's able to utilize them as much. Um, that being said, they last week looked as good as their opponent, just lost by being unlucky and missing a PAT. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure See, where this one my, goes. My decider for this is the Broncos' defense. Okay. Yeah, I that's can see that. Literally it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's completely fair. I'm looking at the NFL website, and it says the last meeting of these two teams was October 31st, 2021, where the Broncos won 17 to 10, and I could honestly see that being the scoreline this week as well. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. Okay, so for you, where we've obviously you've obviously mentioned the defense for the Denver. Where on offense are Denver going to be able to put up their points? I mean, I think I don't think they'll do this, but I think they should focus a lot more and just you know give it to the running back. Okay, at least they're making some fucking yards. Short and sweet, love it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if they don't do that, they're giving it to Russell Wilson, and he hasn't been able to do fucking nothing for. What since they started him at the sign of at the start of last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just proving even more how much the Seahawks won that deal. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, and if you were to say that the Commanders are going to win it, how do you see the Commanders doing it? By surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Denver team get food poisoning. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's home turf advantage for the Broncos yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess that plays a bit of an effect. Going into Mile High Stadium is not easy. But um, yeah, so I can't really name any Broncos receivers apart from Jerry Judy. Yeah. Who is and questionable for this game? Oh, is he? Oh. If I remember rightly. I mean, technically, are all Broncos offensive players? Usually down is questionable, especially uh, Wilson. It's not about their physicality. It's just yeah. like, you know. So he is expected to return, um, but he is still questionable on their uh, injury report. Right. Yeah, it's a weird one. I don't think uh, either are great at either. Well, I don't think either are great at offense. But just like the what game was it? Where I was saying like. The, 
oh yeah, the Rams at 49ers game, it's the defense that I seem to think that, you know, clinches it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So it sounds to me like we're both going Denver. It does sound that way. Yeah. Sounds like somebody's been a little bit. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah, 100%. Hey, it worked for me last week. Do you know? Do you know what? Yeah, I know. Um, do you know what? Like, as much as I think that, for the process of us doing this, I'll go commanders for it. Okay. They did Thank a, you for the easy. Point. All right. Yeah, they they were against the you know shitty cardinal side last time. Yeah. Uh, and got the win, but it's not equally as shit. But it is a shit Bronco side, so. Maybe they'll pull off something again. I like how you go in the content move. Um, I do like that. Good. So do you know what? I'm going to go the content move away as well and say the commanders as well. <laughs> 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 now I'm going to stick with Broncos. What? What is this? It's me, the anti-bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, I mean, rounding off, Chiefs at, Chiefs at Jags, both going Chiefs. Oh, no, I went Chiefs, you went Jags. Yep. And then 49ers at Rams, both going 49ers, and then Commanders at Broncos. I'm going to go Commanders, you're going to go Broncos. Yep. So, yep. Uh, like last week, we've got two opposites and one together. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, that's fair enough, that's fair enough. Okay, we're going to move on to our Sunday night game um, as the... Uh, Miami Dolphins go to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Miami 1-0 after that dramatic game against LA. And then the Patriots 0-1 uh, after that shock loss uh, to the... G- no, not to the Jets. Who did they it was New, New, New England Patriots, which was so close to them possibly winning it. Like, a lot closer than it should have been. The Eagles... They lost to the Eagles. They didn't lose to themselves. You're right. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was a dramatically shocking close game. Um, as we expected the Eagles to come out, you know, looking like a team on a mission and just easily swipe the Patriots to the side, but that didn't happen. Um do you think they've got a chance this week? Uh, I mean, with with the defensive mindset of Belichick, and yep. I wouldn't say they're amazing defense, but pretty decent defense. Yeah, I think if they can shut down medium to long passes, which I feel is the you know the flash and awe of the Miami offense. Yeah, they could. Get it close to you know a field goal decider type game. Yeah. But um, apart from that, I'm not sure how they're going to win it if the uh, Dolphins come out as you know quick and destructive as they did last week. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the Patriots, their run game is shit. Ezekiel Elliott. And Ramondre Stevenson, not good enough. Neither of them breached 30 yards in the game. But Mac Jones managed to throw for 316 yards, three touchdowns, two of which to Kendrick Bourne. Um, 
Stevenson actually had a better game um, as a receiver than as a rusher. What you know, they need to get their their running backs figured out. Do you think they're going to be able to get Ezekiel Elliott to any kind of form, or was signing him an absolute mistake? Um, I'm still under the impression that anybody signing Ezekiel Elliott was a mistake. Yeah, uh, he's too far gone and should just go into retirement. Yeah, that that's the icy cold take I was hoping for. Um, I agree with you. I don't know what what. Belichick saw in him maybe just a cheap veteran receiver that they can rely on rather than a uh, a wild card sort of thing. Um, but I think their their offense is a decent offense. Mac Jones managing to actually do a decent amount, uh, getting it to you know the likes of Bourne, Stevenson, Hen- Hunter Henry, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, you know. Not had the most, you know, rising star of careers, but he still managed to be a part of this offense. Mm-hmm. But realistically, let's let's face the facts. This is a devastatingly good team to play. Their defense is great, but is their defense going to be able to shut down Tyreek Hill? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to say, especially when like one of their cornerbacks is a rookie. Yeah, because if if you shut down one. All it does is open up the other. Yeah. And Wardle yeah, exactly. is just as explosive. Yeah. 100%. <clears throat> so, yeah. Hard, hard, hard team to go up against. And I think I think the Patriots are having that year of, okay, we're getting things back on track sort of thing. Yeah. Not dominant, but we're getting closer and closer yeah. to be winning more games and... At the very least, if they are losing games, they're losing them by a score rather than being yeah. close to being shut out. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's hard to bet against this Miami Dolphins team, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, same. Um, all right, fantastic. So that's Sunday night wrapped up. Uh, and then in a surprise twist of fate, uh, where normally a good team or good game will happen on uh, Monday night football, this week we have two... Meh games happening on Monday Night Football. The first one kicking off at quarter past midnight, uh, Tuesday morning for us in the UK. We've got the New Orleans Saints taking on the Carolina Panthers. Um, And this is, again, another tough one to kind of predict. The Saints did not look good in their victory. Um kind of all over the place their running game was not up to the usual standards their o-line was not able to you know create the gaps it needed to for williams to get through um but on the flip side alave looked good shahid looked good um and then we go to you know the panthers bryce uh, bryce young is not looking comfortable in his first start um, for the Panthers run game needs to help him out a bit more even though Sa- Sanders and Hubbard you know done respectively well um, both of them actually achieved more rushing yards than the Patriots last week uh, on their own um, and then you got Hayden Hurst who you know you hate um, actually pulling in the first of Bryce Young's uh, touchdowns. 
Yeah, but then throwing the ball into the crowd like crowd like a muppet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is worth thousands. Here you go. <laughs> you have it. It's so much pressure. <laughs> um, how do you see this game going? Because um, quite honestly, it's so difficult for me to predict. Yeah, it's. I would rather see the Panthers win this. Okay. Yeah, I would rather see the rookie quarterback take the W. Oh, now I feel bad on fucking Williams. Yeah. I think I would still rather the the Carolina Panthers uh, take the dub for this one. Okay. I just have this weird internal hatred against the Saints. Yeah, see, I feel that way about the Panthers and all the times they fucked me in predictions. True, true, true. I understand that. Yeah, Yeah. maybe I'm a lot happier because... Yeah. They don't like you, which means... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because each time... It's now got to the point where each time I predict them, you go against me just because you know you're going to win. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, I think... That, I say, I think the Saints are, are going to win this one. I don't disagree with you. I think the Panthers... I would like to see the Panthers kind of return to some kind of form, but I don't think this is the game that they're going to use to get right. I think this is going to be a tighter game, but I think the um, I think the Saints are gonna are gonna come away with a win. So uh, congratulations, Panthers, on going one and one. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I do think that the Saints are the ones with the better defense. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But until they get Kamara back, yeah, uh, I feel that like there's too much pressure on Carr, and he's just buckling under it. I, I don't disagree with your assessment, but I do think that I think it's more the O line. Potentially, there's a, a a miscue in the game plan of like right, we need to get the ball out quickly to our guys rather than Derek Carr try and hold it and wait for you know arguably a gr- a better Raiders O line to protect him. Okay, yeah, I get that. Um. Anything else you want to say about this game? Uh, no. In that case, uh, we are going to move on to the 1.15 a.m. kickoff as the Cleveland Browns take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, obviously, we've talked about it before, that dramatic win over the Bengals and, you know, arguably an unfortunate loss uh, for the Steelers as they took on a much more superior team in the 49ers. Um, How do you see this one unfolding? Do you think that the Steelers are going to put up a bigger challenge than the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, had faced before? Or do you see the Browns kind of continuing their better run of form? Um, I do feel that the... Steelers will put up a lot more of a challenge than the Bengals did. I think the Bengals just, you know, have this weird thing against the Browns where they just sort of shit the bed uh, straight away and then don't bring it back. Steelers, I feel like, will actually put up a fight. um, And they, like, if I'm comparing the Bengals and Steelers, Steelers have a much, much better defense than the Bengals do. Agrees. So even if the Browns are shutting the Steelers down, um, I I feel like the Steelers can do that back to the Browns. 
probably twice as good as the Browns can do it to the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, you know, that tandem, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, so many other... Like, uh, we haven't talked about him, but Joey Porter Jr., one of their rookies picked up, um, he could be a massive impact player um, once he actually kind of gets going. Um, So we can see a little bit more from him. For me, their offense, the Steelers' offense, need to help out Kenny Pickett more. Um, mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth got their only touchdown, um, and you know, but that was on a the the only reception he got for three yards. Um, they need a bit more help on that. Uh, Pickens had a great year last year. We need to see him elevated to uh, some kind of form, but. Their run game is, again, we we harp on about how the importance of the run game is. Najee Harris was not good enough or or just didn't receive the ball enough. You know, six carries, 31 yards. It's an average of 5.2, which is really good. But you just need to see more of him actually Mm -hmm. running the ball. Yeah. I don't think he performed that well last year, to be honest, apart from a few rare games. Um I don't know if this no, I is agree like, with you. like you were saying with the O line, you know, not creating the gaps properly for for Dylan. I don't yeah. know if that's an, an issue with Harris, where the O line aren't particularly great at opening up for him. Because um, to be fair, I think a lot of his runs is, uh, are outside run plays. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think we've seen before like a few where he's tried to go up the middle, had to bounce out outside and just continue outside. So maybe yeah. that's a factor in it, but um, yeah, he he, um, he did come into this league looking like this absolute powerhouse, maybe a Derrick Henry number two, and then has quickly dropped yeah. from that. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Any kind of predictions for this game, or are you leaving it as is? It's hard. I would like the Steelers to win, but... I yeah. just feel like Diddler will find yeah. a way to get his own way. Yeah, I uh, I've got the same fear. I think most of the uh, female population would probably agree the Steelers should win this game. But I I say I've got the similar fear that you know sex offender Watson, um, you know should be wearing a different orange jumpsuit. Um, but yeah, I think he, I think they're gonna find a way to 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 get it. Uh, Elijah Moore. Cooper, you know, they're great receivers. Obviously, they've got Nick Chubb on the running side of things. He's a great back and an absolute wrecker. Um, it's just unfortunate they say they all play with a sex offender. Yeah, a shit one and a weird one. Because even yeah, like the Steelers' agree, offense, yeah. uh, isn't Deontay Johnson, isn't he out at the moment? I believe you're right. So then there is... The offense will mainly consist of Najee Harris, uh, Fryermouth, find his way, yeah. his name, weird to say, uh, and then Pickens. Who else have they got in the receiving core? Um, they have. I say it, it's a tough one to. You got Calvin Austin, Connor Haywood caught some last week. A guy called Jalen Warren. Had five receptions, but only for 12 yards. Anthony McFarlane Jr. had two receptions for 11 yards. So it's, it's kind of... 
tough to actually pick out who is their wide receiver one. I think at this moment in time, it's got to be Pickens. It's, it's, it's a close one between Pickens and Allen Robinson. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, that's all of our games. That's, yeah, that's, that's all it. the games that's we've all got to talk about. That's week two. That's it. That's it. There's no more. Thank you, dear listener, for uh, once again indulging us as we uh, spew what we consider knowledge, but it's probably just random facts that we have pulled out from other people's podcasts um, <laughs> uh, into your ear holes. Um, I have been your host, as usual, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. He has been... Uh, Smith, which is at DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, try, I'm trying to become more active on Twitter. I am failing miserably, uh, so bear with me. Um, but yeah, hopefully you will have a great uh, weekend of football. Join us next week as we break down the games that have happened and then release the episode before that where we talk about week three don't forget to listen to the inside zone guys as they talked about the jets overtime win against the bills I th- do you know what i think it is i think it's because you put it in purple uh, okay i'm just looking at the i'm just looking at the social media stuff you did and it's all in purple so i'm like ah oh, purple ravens don't know i'm an idiot right okay <laughs> i'm a fool i'm good at this hosting malarkey <laughs> I'm a good host. Somebody pat me on the head. From myself as a go pack, go! Brit Cape Blades!